Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and joining me on this episode is Roger Thorpe. Roger is president of the integrated benefits and wellness consultancy company Thorpe Benefits. Having joined the firm in 1997 and later acquiring ownership of the company in 2005, Roger has built a team of senior consultants that understand group benefits inside out. And in this episode, we're going to preview the Benefits and Wellness Superhero Symposium, which is uh, produced in partnership with the HR Gazette. And it's, uh, it's a Thought Benefits run event, and it's happening May 18th in downtown Toronto. Uh, there's also a virtual edition of the event series happening two weeks later. So for those who are not lucky enough to be in beautiful downtown Toronto in the middle of May, they can tune in and join in online instead. Hey, Roger, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Bill. Nice to chat with you again today. Lovely to chat with you too. Uh, regular listeners of this show will know that I've been lucky to have Roger on the pod a few times now. But um, for those who are not familiar with you, Roger, why don't you start by reintroducing yourself to our audience? Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, Roger Thorpe, and I've, I'm, I've been president and owner of Thorpe Benefits, as you say, since the mid-90s. We've evolved to become a, a, a sought-after specialist, I guess, in terms of benefits and wellness consulting. Um, I guess what's unique about us is that we not only really up the game and upgrade a lot of uh, support to mid-sized organizations around managing benefit and wellness, um, but we integrate more of a sort of health approach, how to really strategically bring in and manage wellness initiatives along the way. And in uh, in a grand scheme, we're sort of thought of as as a kind of back channel for a lot of HR and finance people where they come to us with questions and they're looking for opinions. They seek that out really without necessarily feeling that there's an obligation or a, a, a reason to disrupt an existing relationship. So that's kind of the relationship we've had with a lot of people from across Canada. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. Roger, let's start with a, a, a big question, and then we're going to get into looking at the uh, the symposium, which is happening, happening on the May 18th. Um, but big question first for you. In, in terms of the benefits and wellness space, how is how is this year? How is 2023 different, if, if at all? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it probably mm -hmm. is for, from, uh, from the pandemic <laughs> years, you know, 2020 through to 2022. Yeah, I think we're now finally out of the, the you know, the reactive mode in many ways related to the pandemic. Um, you know, um, we had a lot of things in the HR world distracting us in the sense that we had um, a lot of pandemic sort of procedure and health and safety things to deal with, keeping our employees safe and even just how to find a, a way to get them to work <laughs> virtually, if if at all. Um, and then um, really, um, you know, there's 
sort of a, a renewed going back to projects that they hadn't seen before uh, that they had left behind. It, there was so much recruiting going on and, and um, that strategy and getting compensation right. Now we are able to look really at revisiting the benefits and wellness strategy to sharpen it and improve it. Um, so we're very busy going back with people to sort of like redesign plans, forecast where we're headed. So I would say we're less in reactive mode, more into proactive mode. And now finally, I think benefit and wellness projects are back on the table. And uh, we're very excited to sort of dig into all kinds of things that go with that, whether that's design, better communication, um, uh, even even administration of the plan um, and pricing, really just re-understanding what we're paying for and finally wellness. So those things are now projects that we are digging into with a lot of different companies and clients. Yeah, so that would be the major difference, I think. It's now about kind of proacting versus reacting. Very good, very good. Now let's switch focus, Roger, um, to to the main topic of conversation today, and that's the the Benefits and Wellness Superhero Symposium, which is happening May 18th at uh, Spaces, which is on John Street, which is just off Queen Street West, for those who are familiar with the GTA. Um, mm -hmm. There are there are a bunch of different sessions. Uh, we, we've got panels happening. We've got talks. We've got uh, um, moderated sessions. We've got uh, some video content as well, which will be cool. Mm -hmm. um, what I'd like to do with you now, Roger, is go through each of those sessions and ask you to paint a bit of a picture, tell our listeners a bit about what attendees can expect from them and what, what are some of those uh, learning outcomes and, and why do they matter? Uh, the first of which is uh, session one, believe it or not, listeners, it's session one, uh, future trends in benefits and wellness. And that'll be kind of an interview format with you and with a couple of vendor partners. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I think what's different about this than in the past is, um, you know, you would have wanted to understand the trends more from a historical standpoint. What have we seen? But I think people have heard enough uh, about mental health and the um, maybe the new technologies that come with benefits and wellness. Where are we going? I think that's a much more interesting conversation to have. Certainly, it would incorporate past trends, um, but we really want to give people a futurist view. And it, in a way, it needs to be helping people prepare for what's coming. I think in a, in a general sense, it's about raising the bar, um, meaning to pay more attention to these things and to see if we can make them better uh, than necessarily just letting them sit and run automatically. Um, that could be related to even how the benefit consultant engages with the client um, their responsibility, frankly, is changing. It, it is a much more active relationship because we find clients are busier, carriers, vendors are less uh, able to service and answer questions. So it's made our role that much more important. Um, but there's certainly a lot of things in the future that are going to impact uh, benefit plans, uh, whether that's um, medical um, longevity findings, um, how we test people either genetically, um, how you know drugs interact with people. Um, there's a lot of things, probably more now that's happened that's going to, I think, affect a benefit plan. And, and the benefit plan maybe is not so much just a paying vehicle for claims. It's actually more of a support 
for, you know, for navigating someone through the medical system. So uh, I think there's been a lot of great talks and, and content out there, and we're going to consolidate that for people. And just to let people know, I mean, this whole event is meant to be the one-stop, once-a-year, can't-miss kind of event to kind of get it all in one place. Um, and uh, it's a great way to start it by just showing people where we're headed. So I'm excited about that one. Okay, moving swiftly on, Roger, to session number two, and that's designing the best group benefits plan that you can imagine. Um, and this session will be led by you, and and potentially it may share some video insights from partners as well. Tell us more. Yeah, and, and we are going to integrate expert opinions and what we'll call words of wisdom from uh, our friends and people in the benefit and wellness community. So we will pipe in um, comments and, um, you know, things that hopefully people will see as proof, uh, third party proof about what we're talking about. So I'm excited to integrate those in. Um, we don't have to have those people necessarily on site. We can have them um, pre-interviewed and uh, that way we can get a lot more third party content that way. But as far as designing a great benefits plan, um, we are going to sort of show people that it has a lot more to do than just, you know, benchmarking uh, your plan against the industry. It has so much to do with finding out what the interests are and the needs of employees, even to the level of, you know, health risk assessment data. Um, so beyond surveys and health risk assessments or focus groups, we want to capture that interest and need and apply it to a plan. Um, so we need to protect people and give them what they're looking for. But then that correlates with um, the experience that people have day to day, uh, right from being set up on the plan to how they get claims paid, how they get questions answered. Um, and then beyond that, we can then show people we have a tool that we built that allows people to play around with design. So when you make a change uh, to a certain um, part of the plan, how would that impact that area of the cost and ultimately the bottom line or per employee cost. So we will walk people through the tool and hopefully they'll want to probably take advantage of this to play around with different scenarios for themselves. And then part of that exercise is also keeping in mind of where you're, you're going with your cost and budgets. Um, if we think that we're headed to tougher times economically, you know, we need to model scenarios of where we need to keep our plan costs level or even save some money. And our forecasting uh, that fits in with the tool uh, would make perfect sense there. So I think a good, well-rounded design uh, discussion that incorporates all the rest of it as well. Okay. And then session three, Roger, is called What Employees Really Want in the Area of Health and Wellness. And this is a session that's going to be led by you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, with input, input from experts for sure. Um, but I think what's cool about this conversation is, you know, uh, not only do we need to consider about what's realistic about wellness uh, programs, meaning what kind of appetite do people have to actually take advantage of programming? Um, certainly, we want to investigate ways to create more engagement and participation. But we also have to think realistically about what employees on a day-to-day -day basis can handle, right? And so... Um, that, along with, um, you know, new ideas about creating engagement, um, I think we're sort of going to give people a sense for um, how to hit the mark, right? Um, and there's 
still a lot of great sort of evolution in this space in terms of vendor choices. Um, and it's important to sort of curate the experience between what you do internally, maybe for a lot of people, it's free services, free resources that they access along with outside vendors and internal teams, uh, you know, creating a committee of people that, you know, keep something like this going. So it is trying to sort of hit that sweet spot of what employees will actually step up and take advantage of. So again, I'm pretty excited about this one as well. Okay, so are you as excited or even more excited for session four, I wonder, Roger? <laughs> uh, that's called a, a, a trick of the trade, a unique tool for the group benefit success. And that session is going to be presented by you. Yeah, uh, this is a, an, e an interesting look back at the usage of our benefit success score tool. Um, what we've learned from it uh, in terms of um, where are the scores coming in? What are the sort of common areas where people are doing well, where they're not doing well? So it's kind of a nice way for people who maybe haven't done the benefit success score to see um, what they can get out of it. But it's um, also going to highlight the sort of areas that we can hit and zone in on. Um, so we are seeing certain outcomes of the score. And therefore, we can, without even running it, we can say people uh, should pay attention, say, to these following areas and maybe to prioritize them. Where would the easy wins come from, right? Like uh, to make a bigger impact faster. Um, and obviously, it's almost like if you ran the score today and if you ran it a year from now, we would like to see that score go up. So, um, yeah, that'll be a, a great session for people, uh, even if they haven't checked out the benefit success score yet. Beautiful. And then wrapping up the content for the evening is, is a panel. Um, and that panel is called Developing the Best Possible Relationship with your benefits consultant and broker. And that session will have a moderator and you'll be a panelist along with one or two others from the practitioner side, Roger. Mm -hmm. uh, tell, tell us more about this 30 minute panel. Yeah, it's really a chance for anyone who has a relationship with their benefit broker, benefit consultant to think about how do they make that relationship better? Um, I don't want people to think that this is a commercial for Thorpe Benefits because, again, I'm not running this session, but I will give people my input. Uh, but it's important for anyone to look at that relationship and find a way to maximize it. We believe that the role of the consultant is much more important. It's uh, much more dependent on success now. Uh, but we want people to be able to comment on what they are looking for, what they need, what they depend on how they might have sought out the broker consultant that they work with today. Um, we'll have some you know, audience feedback, of course, from what they have seen as well. Um, but I think there's a new way of evaluating this relationship um, and almost you know, kind of like measuring it on deeper levels, uh, literally on a return on investment basis. So um, yeah, this is a great way to sort of finish it off that people can kind of walk away and say, how do I go back? and and sort of really improve that um, at their end. So um, yeah, uh, a nice way to finish things off. And just to remind everyone again, you mentioned earlier that this is going to be presented virtually um, two weeks after the live event. The live event allows people to interact and meet. A lot of people wanna get back out there and see each other, especially in the HR community. Uh, it's a great venue to do that. Um, and the virtual option for anyone outside of Toronto or across Canada 
obviously they will be able to learn a lot, but they will also be able to network and interact within the breakout rooms and talk about each session. So um, either way, whatever works for people, I think it's a great once a year chance to learn and upgrade your, your benefit and wellness skills. So listeners, for, for those of you who are thinking about attending um, and maybe can come out to the in-person, um, the best way to find it is to do a little Google search uh, for third annual benefits and wellness superhero symposium. And then the Eventbrite page will come up or just go directly to Eventbrite and you can find it in there. There's also a LinkedIn event, which is uh, through the HR Gazette LinkedIn page. So you can find it there, follow the HR Gazette and, and RSVP, and we'll send you more information to ensure that you register through Eventbrite too. One other thing for those who can't make it in person but are interested in the, the virtual event, if you sign up on the same page, on the Eventbrite page there, there's, there's an option to show whether or not you uh, you plan on attending the in-person and the virtual or just the virtual. So hopefully we've got those bases covered in the form. Uh, Roger, before we wrap up for today, sir, how can our listeners connect with and learn more about you? Yeah, they can certainly go to our website, thorpebenefits.com, where in fact, there is a full agenda of the symposium right at the top banner. Uh, they can look at uh, various tools we have, uh, like the Benefit Success Score. Um, people, though, do communicate with us most often by way of LinkedIn. So Think again, I mentioned this earlier, of, of that as a private channel to us. So regardless of who you're working with or what you're doing, you can always use that as a way of asking questions, getting opinions, and without having to feel you know, any obligation or, or again, that you're interrupting, say, an existing situation. So um, yeah, I would love to connect with people on LinkedIn if they are able to do that and, um, and open up the channel. Excellent. Well, I'm very excited for May 18th. It's going to be a cool event. There'll be lots of networking and lots of learnings, I'm sure. So please do come along and join Roger and I if you can. Uh, that just leaves me to say for today, Roger, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Yes, great to chat. Enjoy that. Thanks, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.